Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique wellbeing solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Siobhan Mungavan. Siobhan has a huge passion for serving and minding others through her work as an author, as a personal development coach, as an NLP practitioner, as a motivational speaker and a TEDx speaker. And she's also an advocate for those with spina bifida, hydrocephalus and kidney failure. And she's a podcaster. So Siobhan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. I'm excited to take this journey with you today. Me too, Siobhan. And yeah, you're so welcome. And Siobhan, can you start off by telling me a bit about yourself and how you got here? Okay, uh, first of all, thank you for the an amazing introduction. Um, like you mentioned, um, I am an author. I'm a two-time author. Um, my first book was published in 2014, and my second book was published uh, just recently, um, of this year, April of this year. But for people who may not know me, I was born with a condition called uh, spina bifida, and with spina bifida, it does come with its um, whole host of, of difficulties. And with that, I have um, scoliosis and hydrocephalus. And later in life, I was diagnosed um, with kidney failure at the age of 19. So life has been a little bit of a roller coaster for me, but um, I've come through good times. I've come through bad times. And yeah, I suppose with, with all of that, I've really wanted to dive deep into helping and supporting people through the stuff, the, the lived experiences I've had, um, but also any other kind of ailments people have. I'm, I use my time kind of to help and support people because there is, I firmly believe with having um, conditions like I have, there's kind of a grieving process to go through. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I kind of help and support people to maybe grieve the, the life they had, the grief that into the life that they now have. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> Okay, wow, that's fascinating. Thanks for sharing that with me, Siobhan. And diving deeper into how you mind others, like you've got an amazing toolkit, you know, personal development coach, NLP practitioner, motivation speaker, um, and your advocacy work. Like day-to-day, Siobhan, like when someone comes to you, where do you start off? Because again, you've such an amazing toolkit and, you know, if someone comes to you looking for help, where do you start off with them? I think first and foremost with me building rapport with anyone that comes to me is um is first and foremost and kind of building a safe place for for somebody coming to me because I have to kind of see it from their perspective like it's probably their first time coming to somebody like myself and putting themselves in a vulnerable position and we all know putting ourselves into a vulnerable position for the first time it is a scary place to um to go so i guess for me the most important thing is building that safe environment for for my client and building rapport and then kind of getting really getting to really know my client and really what's going on for them because like when we speak to people on a day-to-day basis we kind of only we we only kind of see the see the surface based Mm. but to kind of get really down below the surface and below all the the labels or all the the armor or all the masks that we all carry each and every single day of our lives like we're human at the end of the day but to get below that I think it's 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 um it's paramount that the you work on a safe environment and 
and making it safe for the, the person to become vulnerable in order for the, to help and support them to get from A to B. Absolutely. I, I, again, that's so hard. Again, you know, like, and I'm speaking for myself. Um, you know, society, you know, you, you kind of need a bit of armour, don't you? Like, you need to kind of, you know, play a certain role day to day. So it's kind of to drop that kind of mass, to drop that armour, you know, and to be vulnerable. Like, it, it, it is difficult, isn't it? It is. And anyone that would ask me, like, I was queen of... Um, putting up that armor and putting on that face out into the universe and everything's grand and everything is wonderful. And like at the end of the day, we are humans, like life every day of the week is not going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's to help and support people to build coping skills for, for the not so great days. And to be able to acknowledge that, you know, life isn't perfect. As I said, life is a roller coaster and it has, it has ups and downs. And to have that, I suppose to have that acceptance that, you know things aren't great all the time but to to work on your toolkit and to work on your your coping skills that when things do get a little bit rocky that you'll be solid enough and you'll be strong enough to to fight anything that comes in your way yeah absolutely absolutely and then your toolkit Siobhan the personal development coach NLP um kind of practitioner kind of you know like how do you know which tool to use or is there a crossover there with personal development and NLP? For me personally, I think there's a crossover. I think it's every person that comes into your doors of your practice is unique in their own set of ways. Like, so I don't think it's one size fits all. I think everything is, bit, is, is, is different and everybody's different. So it's a case of sitting with your client and figuring out what works for them. Because like I said, it's not one size fits all. You might have somebody that one tool works and then somebody else might turn to you and say, oh, I don't like that, doesn't work for me. And that's okay. Like it is about sitting with the client and actually sometimes trying things that, that may not work. And then it might take a while to actually find something that does work. But it's about it's about not giving up. It's about keep, keep trying until you find something. Absolutely. And plus, obviously, we're all on different journeys. So people are on different points of that journey and also people you know everyone you know like has different you know like goals and different you know kind of images of what they want in their life so they're going to have different outcomes aren't they completely and I think one one thing that's important to say that we're all on our own journeys in life and we're all at our own pace just because let's just say um there's a lady down the road and she's going faster in her personal development journey or there's a fella down the road and they're going faster. That's not to say anything against your journey. You're going at your pace and nobody can tell you what speed you need to go at. You're going, once you're moving forward, it doesn't matter from my perspective anyway, it doesn't matter on the speed. It just matters that you're moving forward and you're, you have, you're no longer looking back. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, because I, I, you know that saying, comparison is the thief of joy. 100%. So, and look at we all do it. Look at I do it, mm. and usually, you know. And I heard I only heard this the other day. Like you're comparing your reality to other people's, you know, kind of, um, you know, holiday pictures. As in, mm. you know, everything's great. You know, the, the pictures on Instagram, Facebook, and they're kind of highlight reel. So you're comparing your kind of messy real life to their highlight reel. And that's that's not going to end well. And that is an interesting point that you made, because even though, and we all know um, social media is a, it's an amazing tool for us 
all um, if it's used correctly. And if it's not, it's a case of like it can it can affect people's self-worth or their self-esteem. And like that, I suppose, is to help and support people to realize that that's not that's not their actual reality. Like nobody's going on Instagram every day of the week saying, oh, their life is up in a heap. Like nobody, nobody does that. But like if you were to really, nobody knows what's going on beside behind anybody's four walls or actually inside their own head. Like we all have our own different trials and tribulations. And like, yeah, social media will show the best of our lives. But to know that that's just the best of one's life. It's not their whole life. It's not their whole reality. It's just a little bit, a little bit of an, a nugget of it, maybe. And it's just to know that it's, it's, I think it's about putting it into perspective and just to say, right, you know, like that's not reality. So mm-hmm. it's to know that, you know, comparing yourself to that is, it's, you know, like it's, it's not a good thing to do. And to know that, you know, like people only put their best up. So like, you know, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's pointless to, to compare it yourself to, isn't it? And I think if you do find yourself down the rabbit hole of comparison, again, we're a human at the end of the day, we all make mistakes and that's, that's fine. Like it is to meet yourself with a sense of compassion to take yourself back up off the rabbit hole. It's not to kind of, kind of, dogmatic towards yourself that oh my gosh I've I've fallen for it again it's like to meet yourself with compassion and to bring yourself back up again and to help yourself help and support yourself through that little stumbling block of comparison and to actually bring yourself back into the the reality of life and like I said what what life is all about not just a small square of it yeah absolutely Absolutely. And Siobhan, looking at kind of personal development, I know it's a very broad kind of, you know, term and there's a lot involved in personal development. And again, people have, you know, different ways that they want to develop. But like, what are some of the kind of the golden nuggets or some of the gems of wisdom that you might share with, with people about kind of personal development? Well, I think personal development for me has always been, um, uh, self-acceptance kind of journey because I myself as I mentioned earlier I've been born with a disability and a disfigurement and I've always kind of struggled with the the self-love kind of element of of life but um, working on my self-acceptance knowing that there's good parts to me and there's parts of me that I don't particularly like and there's parts of me that I want to celebrate and that's okay like it is about like I don't know personally about the whole self-love kind of a thing because it's part of each and every single one of us that we dislike on certain days of the week so I think it's to be able to acknowledge the the not so great parts of whether it's our bodies or our personalities but to be okay with them yeah to be okay with them because like I have a disfigurement but like it's not the most prettiest looking thing on the planet and I can acknowledge that but I can also see the other side to it say like my body for the way it is now It has gotten me so far in life. I'm 37 years of age. I firmly believe at 37 that I'm living on borrowed time. Um, I wouldn't be here today only for my mindset and how I've been able to help and support myself through those times where my, my body has been giving up on me. So my mind, I think working on your mindset for me personally, it does have a huge effect on your, uh, physical health as well absolutely absolutely and that whole kind of idea of 
you know, being kind of optimistic, having a positive mental attitude and that, you know, that kind of idea about gratitude, about yeah. being grateful for what you do have and for what is going on. Yeah, and that's the thing about um, a positive, positive attitude, like a positive attitude, like I've said before, a positive attitude is not going to get rid of the difficult situation. But what a positive attitude is going to help and support you to be able to cope with a difficult situation. Yeah. And that's what... That's what the golden nugget is to me. Like the difficult situations in life are never going to go away. But working on your mindset and helping yourself to see a different perspective of it is going to help and support you to deal with the difficult situation a hell of a lot better. You also mentioned gratitude there. <laughs> That's one thing. And when you said it, I'm, I am actually smiling from ear to ear because for me, gratitude is a huge practice, yeah. an absolute huge practice in my own life because I am probably the most grateful person on the planet um, for the situations that I am in. I have an amazing family, an amazing support network. And I know everybody, not everybody in life has those things. But what I would say, like, what's a support network to you? For me, it's my family. For somebody else, it might be their friends. For somebody else, it could be something else. It's not just about the stereotypical support network is family figuring out what your support network is to you, surrounding yourself with positive energy. Because uh, I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm the type of person, I mirror the mirror the, the energies and the personality that I am around. So yeah. I have to be quite mindful for my own mental and emotional well-being about the energies that um, I am surrounding myself with. And it's not a case that I need to surround myself with people in life that are going to tell me everything I need to hear. But being encouraged in life. And I do think this is a huge thing with the personal development journey because somebody who's going on a personal development journey for the first time, and if they're they're changing a little bit for the better, like you find people out there, oh, you've changed an awful lot. I'm not sure, I'm not sure about this version of you. Instead of, instead of kind of helping and supporting the person saying, look, well done, you know, you got yourself from out of maybe a dark place or out of a rush and look at you now, you're you're thriving or you're you look so much better do you know what I mean so an encouragement is a huge part of person development journey I think absolutely and again the gratitude there's a saying by Rumi he says wear gratitude like a cloak and it will feed every corner of your life yeah it's a beautiful isn't that a beautiful beautiful thing yeah and again, and it, but it, it's a practice though, isn't it? Like it is a practice yes. because it's like a muscle, like the more, and look at like neuroscience and, you know, all the researches behind it, that gratitude actually improves your mood and your immune system and it increases your, your positivity and your, you know, like your, your energy. But you know yourself, like, of course, there's these, you know, like it, it's hard to kind of muster up gratitude. But like, again, the more you do it, the, the, the easier it comes and it's about like being like you mentioned there it is it is a tool that and um, it's a muscle that needs to be exercised regularly like there's people going to the gym for their their physical well-being and they don't think they think nothing of it they just they just do it like it's just it's a habit so that's the same thing with gratitude like it is a habit that you need to build into your daily routine and when i'm talking about Gratitude. Now, I'm not talking about big, massive things. Like, I'm talking about the simplest of things. Like, I have a roof over my head. I've got heating. I've got, I got a, a lovely dinner this evening. It's the little things. I was able to have a shower this morning. It's those little things. And about breaking it down, I think by 
breaking it down to small little things, we won't want the big things as much or there won't be so much resentfulness or there won't be so much, I suppose, jealousy out there that, oh, she has a car or he has a huge house or whatever, but just being content with the simple things because there's so many other people in the world that are are, are worse off than us and in this day and age, more so than any ever, any ever before. Yeah, absolutely. And again, rather than comparing yourself to the guy, you know, in the mansion on the hill, mm. you know, like compare yourself to someone in, you know, kind of Ukraine or Africa who, who don't have what we have. So mm. again, and to be grateful just for the little things. A hundred percent, a hundred percent agree there. I love that, Siobhan. Mm. And Siobhan, diving deeper into that TEDx talk that you did. Tell us about that. Wow, the TEDx talk I mentioned to you before. What an amazing experience. And I think it's um, it's an experience and a, and a talk and a message that I want to receive, to not receive, I mean to give out for, for so long. Um, it's um, kind of about how disabled people are seen within society. I'm a huge advocate for that because just because I have a disability, it does not mean that I can't do the things that everyone else does just in maybe a little little differently. Um, I'm a huge advocate as well about body positivity for all individuals, regardless of their abilities. Um, that's a huge thing for me because I, again, like I mentioned earlier, I have a disfigurement and it's very easy for me to say to myself, well, I'm not beautiful because I have a disfigurement because outside in the, the, the world, the stereotypical beauty is maybe six foot, blonde, beautiful from head to toe. Well, I'm a four foot nothing brunette. <laughs> that's not beautiful from head to toe, but I can now say that I am beautiful in my own way and I want to be able to help and support um especially people in this field, I want to be able to help and support disabled people to know that they are beautiful and they can contribute um, in society in a meaningful way, no matter, like I said, no matter the cards that they've been dealt with. Like, yeah, I've been I've been dealt a quite difficult hand in cards in life, but I'm sure as heck not going to lose the game because of it, because I'm probably one of the, I'm, I'm quite driven and I'm quite motivated and ambitious in life, but I'm also kind of one of the most stubborn people you ever meet. So I'm probably the type of person, tell me I can't do something and I can guarantee you I'll have it done by next week. Watch out, watch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be me. I love that. Well, you, yeah, I wouldn't, like, I suppose tenacious would hmm. be the word I would use, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, true, true. That's a good one. I like it. And Siobhan, um, your books, like you said, like you know, like tell us a bit more about your books, and is there any, any more on the way? Um, well, my first book is called Me and My Backbone. As I said, it was published by Book Hub Publishing in 2014. And I guess this, this, the first book kind of takes you through the journey of my young life and teenage life with Spina Bifida. But I think in the book, it also takes you through the journey that I have um relationship that I have with my mum um because I'm a firm believer out there in society an awful lot of people will ask me how I'm doing because I have the ailment how is Siobhan doing and how is she feeling how is she getting on but nobody stops to ask the carer which is my mum she's yeah. my primary carer and she has been for the last 37 years how are you doing Geraldine mm. as I've been for you it must be difficult nobody 
that's an eyelid. Yeah. They just think she does it automatically. And by goodness, does she do it? And she has done an incredible job because I'm a firm believer the strength that I have and the ambition and drive that I have comes from her, even though she would be um, a not more milder character than I am. But um, yeah, she's definitely been my powerhouse. And I, I always, with my first one, wanted to shed light to the carer, as well as uh, speaking about my journey. But the carer was primarily one of the, the important messages in the first book. Okay, yes. I love that. And because as you, I, I, I've been a nurse for the last thirty years, and so to be to say, like nursing is kind of like a vocation, and I suppose people think being a carer is a vocation. So it's like Asher, they're grand, and it's like that's not the case. Like you know, like it's it's you know, it's a tough gig. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent agree with you with the the healthcare system and with carers being, I'm a firm believer, carers are in that system. It is one hundred percent a vocation to me because. I just think what they have to go through on the daily, what they have to see, and especially if you're emotionally connected, like from my mom being emotionally connected to me, obviously, having to go through 36 years of bad news, prognosis, diagnosis, all of the different things, I can only imagine from her perspective how difficult it was and how traumatic and emotionally draining it is for the carer and people in the, the health profession. So I 100% agree with you there. And just to keep them in mind. And as you said, just to check in and ask, you know, how are you? Yes, 100%. It goes so far. I don't think anyone, I'm a huge checker in her, as I call it. Like, I don't, like, I know we live busy lives. I understand that. But I, from my own perspective, I believe nobody is that busy. You can always take the time to say, hello, how's things? Are you okay? Is there anything I, I can do for you? It takes seconds out of your time but you have to realize it could mean the absolute world to the other person yeah even just to be asked or to be yeah. offered a cup of tea or you know yeah absolutely yeah. i love that Javon. Yeah. and can you tell me now what's your favorite part of what you do and why what's my favorite part of what i do and why I think my favorite part of what I do is to kind of, my main thing is always breaking down boundaries and and stereotypes. And that just isn't in the the disability world for any sort of person out there. There's stigma with everything. And I firmly don't believe in stigmas. I feel like everybody is unique in their own way. Everybody has so much to offer to the world. And I want, my thing is to help and support people to kind of break free of all these labels that sometimes now we give it to ourselves I'm not necessarily saying that um that society gives us all our labels we are devils for giving labels to ourselves as well and I want to help and support you to to be able to break free of all these labels to break free of the masks that you're hiding beyond and to help and support you to be your true authentic self. And it just lights me up when I see people out there just being their true selves and following their dreams and following their passions. And it's like in my second book, I do speak about the, the, um, the stigmas in society and breaking free of that and being your authentic self whether you have spider bifida, whether you don't, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman. Um, yeah, I just think being your authentic self and being able to live the life 
you want to live without having to, like you mentioned earlier, compare yourself to to anybody else. Because let's face it, life is difficult and we're all doing the best we can with the resources we have at any given time. So, yeah, it just lights me up when I see people kind of breaking free of kind of people pleasing and kind of anxiety as to what people think, because I was a firm person back in the day I'm still I'm like you never kind of break free completely of it but I I'm a lot better of not kind of people pleasing or caring what people think now than I was back then well you touched on it there Siobhan and it's come up in this podcast about which is about self-care and they say boundaries is the ultimate self-care because if you have your boundaries you know where you where you are where the other person is and you know like you know, most people will respect those boundaries and they say that anyone pushing against your boundaries, they're the reason you have, you need boundaries. Yeah, 100%. And I have to say back in the day, I didn't have boundaries at all. Yeah. Um, Didn't even know what a boundary was. So, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, but this is where, even though I'm in the personal development world, like I was a client of a life coach for years and this is what made me want to really going into into coaching and stuff because I learned so much about myself and being out being being okay with boundaries and it's okay because a lot of people you know they kind of they don't like when you have boundaries mm-hmm. um and they don't like when you kind of stand up for yourself or but it's it's how you do it I think having boundaries is okay but how you do it is the important thing like being respectful to the other person and being respectful to yourself. Like, I think they're the most important things. But yeah, boundaries is something I've had to learn from the bottom up. It's definitely not something that was instilled in me from from a young one kind of a thing. I've had to learn but because I would have let, I was a huge people pleaser. Um, I'm not some more, not such some more, but again, I do fall down the rabbit hole every now and again. And it's a case of like taking myself back up off the rabbit hole, understanding what I did, meeting myself with compassion and learning from the experience and back on the, back on the road again. Yeah. I love that, Siobhan. I love that. And can you tell me now how you mind you? How I mind me? Uh, Okay. So I guess... For me, um, at the age of 37, now I'm quite content, um, kind of in my own company. As for before, I would have probably gone gone to the opening of, of an envelope and I would have been like at everything and anything, not knowing, realizing to myself that I was draining myself. Yeah. So now I kind of, even though I'm a very social person, I love people. I know when it's time to mind my own energy, I know it's time to relax and mind myself. So I do think... Um, a mix between social and one's own company is is very healthy and it's something I definitely I definitely do um, for myself and um, I guess I I do I don't journal as much as I should but it's definitely something that I do find beneficial if there is something that I need to get out of my my head because I've always said and I'll forever say this that it's no good in your head. So get it out of your head and down on paper and you're releasing it out into the to the universe then. So I find that I find that very support very supportive for me. And again, like I mentioned earlier, it's about who I surround myself with. And being around my loving family is is quite helpful for me when I'm in times where I need that little bit of love and care. And yeah. 
that's it. Okay, I love that. Thanks for sharing that with me, Siobhan. And where can people find you? Um, okay, um, people can find me on Instagram. My handle is Keep Smiling Coach. Um, my website, which is con- currently actually um, being rebuilt, but it's um, www.keepsmilingalways.ie. So people can find me there. Cool. Well, Siobhan, thank you so much for being so honest with me today and so honest with me about your journey and the, the, the amazing toolkit that you have and how you're helping so many people with the, with the tools in your toolkit and how you mind you. And I'll put a link to your social media onto this podcast. And I can tell everybody your TEDx talk is brilliant. I, I, I saw it there Um a little while ago and it's so inspiring and you really nailed it you, you, you did a great job so i would encourage everyone to have a look at that and look at we could talk at christmas but for yeah. now thank you so much for talking with me today and best of luck with everything that you do in the future thank you so much brian thanks so many for having me thank you so much for listening to mind you I hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care. Please like, subscribe and follow Mind You Podcast wherever you listen to it. And please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world. You can find me and Mind You at brianbarneswellbeing.com and remember to mind you.